Hey there, big boy. Why don't you come on over closer over here? Yeah, that's right. Sit on down on my lap. We're flipping things over here. <laughs> you and me, we just can have a fun time. I just got one nitty bitty thing to get out first. If you want to play, you gotta pay. Patreon.com slash DeviesGavin. Oh, yeah, we can have a good time. We can get down, but first I'm gonna need you to make a donation of one dollar a month. Oh, booby doo. That way you can support hardworking people like me and the people that make the Puffin Publishing Podcast. They work so hard. They do. They do. For as little as one dollar a month, you can help keep the lights on. Oh. You also get access to an exclusive podcast, Daddy. An exclusive podcast called Hamilton Minute, where they break down Hamilton minute by minute. Ooh! Patreon.com slash Kevin. In the sleepy town of Banksburg, at the top of Peak Audio, lies the Puffin Publishing House. The last refuge for the greatest literary minds in history. This is the Puffin Publishing Podcast. James, 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 James Joyce, James Joyce, you hey. look so sallow, yeah. you look so sallow, you look so pale, it is I, the Marquis de Sade, known lover, let me tell you, you look underfed, have you been eating a proper amount of coney lately? Yeah, no, I've, I've been eating alright, I just, I'm just a little... But have you been eating a zeconi? Oh, I, I get what you're talking about, no, that's the thing of, uh, things between myself and my wife Jane Austen's gonna... Got a little bit stale, and uh, things aren't as, uh, as oh, hot stale. as they once used to be in the bedroom. You stale, know? honey, it's practically crusty. You got to break out of that. When you put it in pizza metaphors, yeah. Uh, if, if you're putting it in pizza metaphors, I've been eating a lot of DiGiorno lately. Uh, listen, two words, mon chéri. Craig's list. Hey, you're not implying that I cheat on my wife, right? No, 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 no. It's not cheating. It's not cheating if she finds out. Oh, you want me to cheat on my wife? And no, 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 no! I'm so no, no, no! It's called, it's called, casting out of the net. We French, we have a saying, a licketé licanteur. What does that, what does that mean in English? It means you grab life by the pussy. Take the chance, my friend. You know what? I'll try it. Exactly. I'll try it. Yeah, let's do it. But remember, don't post as yourself. It has to be anonymous. Ah. If you like pina coladas, and get-
Well, Zelda, I Jane Austen just don't know what to do. Why are you so glum there, chum? Well, damn it, my husband, Arthur James Joyce. Boy, I don't know who he married first, me or the stick up his ass. The stick up his ass? Didn't you stick that up last anniversary? But Why haven't you taken it out? That was my anniversary present to him. Because, as you know, the male G-spot is real. Well... <sighs> Since then, we haven't had any fun whatsoever. None at all. No fun for your cun? Oh my god, he's such a fuddy duddy, Huddy. Oh, buddy. I just Listen. don't know what to do. I can't stay married to this horse's ass any longer. Sounds like your VJ needs a vacay. You just have this prepared? Listen, you've just got to reach out there, honey. You just got to go and peruse. Are you saying I pick me up some strange? Maybe some free range? Oh, I know. Craigslist. Let me see what I can find. Look at this one. He loves pina coladas. You know oh. how much I love me a drink. Now I prefer to be like grain alcohol or that oh, shit yeah. you used to clean the side of tugboats. But a pina colada will do in a pinch. He likes getting caught in the rain. Boy, <laughs> this gentleman sounds right like my corporal seat. I think I'm going to write this man a response. You do that, babe. Yes, I like being a colada Getting caught in the rain I'm not much into health food I am into champagne I've got to meet you by tomorrow noon And cut through all this red tape Response. Uh, this is really going to happen. I'm really going to uh, break off my uh, dick from my uh, marriage tonight and uh, put it in some strange. Uh, a little nervous, but uh, I can do this, James Joyce. Excuse me, sir. I'm not going to look at you just yet. Do you happen to know where I could find a motherfucker? Oh boy. Oh, this is awkward. Oh boy. Oh jeez. Oh god. You skinny piece of ass. What are you doing here? I. It, um. I was just here. Uh. Trying to get a drink. A like, drink of pussy juice? Wait a second. How do you know what I'm doing here? What? How do you know what I'm doing here? Well, um, I was Wait, just here to get a pina colada. It was raining outside. I love that. Well, hold up, hold up. I'm not into yoga. You have half a brain? <laughs> Allegedly. Lost oh. the other half at numb. Sniper shot and honey, cried out. Honey, this is kind of funny, but did you know that I put out a personal ad on Craigslist? Did you know that I wrote a response to that ad? And I said... I never knew. You fucking son of a bitch! I will skin you alive! No! You are going to fucking cheat on me! What the fuck? You're Irish, right? That means you're Catholic, right? So you know the story of Jesus? I'm gonna fucking crucify you! I'm gonna poke your side and blood and water's gonna come out! Yeah, but just like Jesus, after I'm done with you, you're not gonna find your body for three days! I can't believe you're gonna fucking cheat on me! I loved you! What the fuck, honey? Can't! Fucked and not in the way you were planning. What the fuck, honey? We had a bow. You were to fucking cheat on me. I've been married to you a few years. I know you're into some kinky shit, but I don't know if you ever had a whole candelabra shoved up your urethra. Behind the candelabra will be your fucking bladder. I can't believe you bring up my fucking love of Liberace in this. I can't believe it. I can't believe that you're gonna cheat on me all this time. After all that we've been through, you're gonna fucking cheat on me. I will wring you out like a dirty rag, motherfucker. Oh my god. Oh my god. 
I can't believe that I'm married to the biggest gun in the universe! That's right, and proud of it! Please. We've measured! Yeah. I am going to coat the floor in your blood, rip that fake-ass toupee off your head, shoot. and use I'm it to wipe shoot. it off! I'm gonna shoot myself with the fucking head! I'm gonna shoot you, then I'm gonna shoot myself, I swear! You are embarrassing me in this Burger King restaurant! I'm gonna fucking shoot us both, I swear to God, I'm gonna shoot everyone in this restaurant! In this Burger King? Honey, I can't believe you're gonna fucking cheat on that's right, and I do it again. And you know what, honey? I cheat on you again. I knew we had something in Coleman. That's right. We're both horrible people. Let's go back to our house and fuck like wild rabbits. Let's try something we've never tried before. Foreplay! If you like Oh, where is he? Oh, I don't know. There's, there's so much fire here in my restaurant. Oh, no. Hello? Oh, no. Hello? Is this oh. Dante Alighieri's good Italian eats? It, it's Dante's. Hello, welcome to Dante's Inferno. My name is Dante Alighieri. I own this restaurant that is now on the fire. Well, uh, it's me. Uh, I'm the fire marshal of hell, fire marshal Phil. Oh, good. Um, it seems like your first mistake was uh, building a restaurant on the sixth circle of hell. I mean, you know, it's got a really good venue. It's got a really good venue and it gets a lot of traffic. You know, I thought it'd be a really smart move, you know, and it's, you know... It is the gluttony the... level, you're correct. It yeah. does seem appropriate for a restaurant. But what uh, what I was questioning was uh, placing it, in fact, a, a, a wooden restaurant in a, in a place... Known specifically for fire, it is called the Inferno. You know. Well, no, but it, no, but here's it, but here's the thing: you can't have like a good Italian restaurant without a good Italian wood. You know, it's it gives a sense of atmosphere. Yeah, you know that famous Italian wood that we all know about and are intimately familiar with. Right. Not marble, wood. Right, good Italian wood. Oh yes, uh, good Italian wood, which we all know is the most flammable wood. You really didn't think this place. Through. How it's, did you get approved to build a building? It's now? all. It's. It, I mean, admittedly, it's all the olive oil. Probably all the olive oil we put in the wood. Did you use it as lacquer? I mean, yes. Well, boy, you just made a it's, huge series. Of it's mistakes. authentic Italian ambiance. Right, of course. And are these are these gasoline stoves? I mean, using car gasoline to cook your pasta. That's a that's a critical misjudgment. No, 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 but listen, I learned this a great risotto recipe in World War II. Where everyone was too poor to have actual stove, like actual gas for the stove, so they used the gasoline. And but the needs... gasoline is part of the cooking process. It's... Risotto is very hard to make! <laughs> yeah, do you no... know shit about making risotto, Fire Marshal Phil? I... No! Why don't you do your goddamn job and stop the fire in the house instead of mansplaining me? <laughs> I don't give a shit about your ego fire, Marshall. Now, before I put out this fire, I just gotta, I just gotta really underline <sighs> how poorly designed this whole operation was. You don't think I understand that? Yeah. You don't think? Well, hindsight is twenty twenty. I don't give a shit how many dimensions hindsight is. All I know, I don't give a shit how far hindsight. <laughs> I don't give a shit how far hindsight goes. I just know that I'm in. About to lose a shitload of money, and I really didn't get a very good insurance plan, so you better keep this house from burning it down! And it's gone! <laughs> well, we are standing in a burnt ruin! Well, you know.
know, the first thing to know about fire safety is that, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta act fast. And, uh, well, we simply didn't act fast enough. No shit, you didn't act fast. Yeah. You just kept here standing around telling me what my first problem is. Well, Wait, you know, my first problem is that, in terms of priority, is that my restaurant was burning down. And now it's gone. So I guess your job is done. Yeah, your, your problem's taken care of. Your restaurant is no longer on fire. Thanks a lot to Fire Marshal Phil. Always happy to help a citizen. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for your enjoyment, your stand-up tragedian, Sophocles. Thank you. Thank you. When I was walking to the theater this evening, I slipped and fell on a banana peel. I shattered my collarbone in three places. The doctors say I will never be the same again. Last night I had a dream about an elephant in my pajamas. How that elephant got in my pajamas was centuries of overhunting for the precious ivory tusks possessed by the elephant that he did not ask for, but are forcibly taken from him, from game hunters and poachers trying to make a cheap buck. Did you ever notice how white people drive like this? But black people, Drive in a way where they are frequently pulled over by law enforcement officers for no God-given reason. So my mother-in-law is in town visiting. Let me tell you, this woman does not approve of me. It's because I have no discernible job to speak of. And systematically, I believe that as a man, I am entitled to respect simply for being born. Something that a woman has to fight for every single day of her life. So I just flew in from Venice, Italy. And boy, are my arms tired. Tired of these shackles of capitalism! Mr. Puzo, thank you so much for letting me be here today. Yeah, Paisan, thank you for meeting me in my office. Sorry it's located uh, here in the uh, in this the back of this legitimate meat packing business. You know what they say? Please the ignore the human corpses, I swear they're pigs. That's what the execs tell me all the time. But alright, I'm here to pitch you The Godfather 2017 movie. Sure, let's anticipate that this sketch is going to come out in 2017. We'll make it 2025. 2025. Godfather 2025. Exactly. How many flying cars are we going to have? At least three. Okay. Bad start. Let's keep going. Okay. So, I'd like to stay really close to the source material. Okay. So we have the main character. Who is named? Tortellini. Um, Tortellini. Tortellini Corleone. Yes. Okay. 
give me some Polizoni. I know him. He's great. No, keep going. All My right. time is precious, and yet I okay. waste it on you. I squander it. Let's keep going. We see him in a meatpacking factory. As the original Godfather began, we all know. He's packing meat. He's throwing some in the meat, the meat grinder. The meat. No, is exactly. he packing it yeah. or is he grinding it? Those are two very different processes. I mean, we'll figure it out once the script gets written. But okay. Okay. And smash cut. We see. To wow, that's rapid. <laughs> so he's just packing meat. Smash cut. Smash cut to his father, who's sitting in the front of the meat packing area, and he's counting bills. He's flipping through it. Which is again how you believe the Godfather happens. Yeah, I've read the book. <laughs> okay. And I've only watched the third Godfather film, I gotta be honest. Do you believe it takes place largely in the Vatican? That that most of this franchise unfolds in the Vatican and features George Hamilton? Wait, it does? What? The third one does? It's the one you've seen, you nincompoop, you jabrul! I'm thinking, okay, I'm so sorry. It's fine. I got Dark Side of the Moon Transformers 3 mixed up with the Godfather part. Okay, so you thought The Godfather Part 3 took place in modern-day Chicago and featured murderous robots? I mean... And copious amounts of meatpacking? Like Chicago, Italian mob, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, so to our story. We see him, not in the front, actually. Tortellini Corleone. <laughs> the father of Tortellini Corleone. Give me some Pulizzoli. Who Whose name would be? He has many names. <laughs> Most of them titles? Yes. He's but it a... goes by the name Greg. Greg Corleone. A fine Italian name. Any strong... <laughs> Mazza... Mazza is the other one. Any strong marinara-blooded Italian would, would be honored to be named Greg. Yeah. Anyway, so we see him just counting bills. He's counting some bills. He's counting some bills. And Tortellini comes out to the front and is like, Deed! I gotta do some stuff. <laughs> then he starts laughing? Yeah. Is he thinking of like, a funny film he saw? Like, totally need just watch Step Brothers and it was really like, oh, some of those good jokes were still cracking him up the day after. Everybody read the script. Does it feature a lot of allusions to Step Brothers? It's a homage to Step Brothers, partly. It's a homage to Step Brothers? The Step Godfather. The Step Godfather. It's in, it's in, it's in like, a parenthetical. It's the God... Stepfather. How much karate would you say Tortellini and his new stepbrother unfold? Well, we don't get the stepbrother until act, well, step godfather. Because <laughs> Greg dies in the first act. No! It's, so he you, gets beaten with a horse. And head. again, you're, you're, you said yourself you're rigidly adhering to the original Godfather film. Yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm just reading the subtext of the plot. The subtext? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And then... My rage only grows. We meet the step... The mother. Um, Ravioli Corleone. Oh, boy. You really <laughs> broke the bank on that one. Oh, man. You named an Italian character after food. You really... Ooh. Stretching improv skills there, bud. I read the script. I wrote it. You read you wrote the script? I mean... It was one you read in Variety that you wrote the script, and you're like, oh, I did do that. Yeah. But anyway, so I know that her name is Ravioli because it's a metaphor symbolism to Tortellini because Tortellini is a lesser ravioli. I went to Italy once. Structurally? Yeah. Tasturally? Yeah. Can in terms you, of texture? Can you put meat in a Tortellini? No. 
You can only put in a ravioli. Apparently, <laughs> Shapiria Pasta. She marries a godfather who I think should be played. Well, a new, a new father. She marries a god, just somebody's godfather. She's like, oh, if your parents die, you go to this guy. She's just like, that sounds good. He sounds responsible. Just like I wrote in the original Godfather. Yeah. She marries the godfather of Jay Baronshaw. Jay Baronshaw? I like to do Baronshaw. Baronshaw? It's the Italian version. Jay Baronshaw, a fine Italian last name. You know. The god, his name, the, the godfather of Jay Baronshaw in the movie is... Wait, so the, the new godfather is portrayed by... Star of This Is The End and Man Seeking Woman and The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Jay Baruchel. That's your recasting of Marlon Brando. Is comic actor and knocked up supporting player, Jay Baruchel. I, okay, I have a lot of insider sources saying that he's the next. Brando! Yes. That Jay Baruchel! Is the next Marlon fucking Brando? Have you seen him in Man Seeking Woman? He's great. I have seen bits and pieces. I didn't. I didn't look at that guy and go, yeah, he could be in Streetcar. That's my next movie. I've he could get hit by a streetcar. How'd you know that was Act Three of the script? <laughs> is it by the waterfront, perhaps? Did someone give this to you? Did Did you? Before I pitched it today, did you read my script? No, I read I the original Godfather that I wrote, which adheres exactly to what you just described here. See, I'm really good with the source material. But anyway, so the faithful. whole time, Tortellini is just being torn up inside because he's like, how will I ever compare to Greg? And now my... <laughs> A sentence no one has ever said. How will I ever match up to the... Fine work and high watermark of Greg. It's not the best name. We can change it to maybe like, I like Andy. Andy's a good name. <laughs> the fine name of a strong patriarch, Andy. What do you want? Like, fine, we'll go back to Greg. Okay, so. <laughs> the best idea is y'all gotta go back to the beginning. Trust your instincts. Okay, so Greg. She has to live up to Greg. And Greg was always like, you will never be the son to me that I've always had to this, to your, my and actual- And how does Tortellini talk again? I don't know yet because I, well, okay. So hey, I feel, earlier you went, need, need. But that was for Jay, <laughs> that was for Jay Baronshaw. You're not even getting his fucking name right. Kill me and you. The audience will love Tortellini and Greg. The thing is, Greg's ghost comes throughout the. <laughs> Greg's ghost comes through each act and provides this insight that Tortellini needs before he decides to kill his step godfather. Wait, this is Hamlet. Are you? She's talking about Hamlet. Man, cue that song. Mechanist log for Matt Damon Grimm in construction of a robot with artificial intelligence. 
Day 17, I have most of the exoskeleton assembled with the necessary red flames so that it looks like he is moving fast and a big smiley face drawn on so that at least someone is smiling at me. I am assembling optional parts for robot to bring him to perfection. My goal is to create the ultimate author who can make great popular books and perhaps replace human flesh authors as they are imperfect. So first, I'm going to put on his big toe. It is at least the second most important toe that I am aware of. And this one, well, if I'm honest, it looks like a small dick, but he's just going to have to live with that, not me. Success, the toe has been attached. Next, I shall put on his chest plate. Now this is important because I have made two chest plates. One has very muscular pectorals and several ramen noodles glued on to resemble chest hair. The second is a fully functioning pair of women's breasts. I would like to emphasize for posterity that I am not building a sex robot despite all evidence to the contrary. Now this is the real Sophie's Choice here. Remember in Sophie's Choice when she had to choose between ramen chest hair and boobs? That is the choice I am faced with now. I think just to cover all my bases, I'm going to put on the boobs, not for sexy reasons, just like, you know, in case of emergency. In case like, oh, I don't know, like somebody breaks into my house and is like, give me breasts, give me breasts. And I'll be like, I don't have them. Oh, wait. And then I will give them the robot's breasts. So this is, I think this is the right choice for humanity. Success. The breasts have been attached. Next, I am moving down slowly to the robot's nether region again. Not a sex robot, but the waste has to come out somewhere, am I right? I don't know who I'm talking to. Um, so I'm gently caressing the robot's inner thigh. Again, not to like fucking get the fire started or anything like that. I'm just trying to spread the legs apart so that I might uh, insert something. Boy, just keep digging myself deeper and deeper. Now this is, this is fun, and this is, this is the way a man lives his life. Uh, just got to get everything lubricated. Oh God, Jesus Christ. What are you doing with yourself, Matt Damon Grimm? It is a Saturday night, and you are, well, you're caressing a robot's inner thigh. You're right up in the gooch, right up in the gooch. So I am again presented with a two roads diverged in a yellow wood kind of situation where I can either put on a drainage spout for efficient, clean waste removal or I can attach what I will colloquially refer to as a robot vagina. I mean, like, oh God, it's really hard to prove that this isn't a sex robot. It's not. It could be. But that's not my intent. You know, if somebody wanted to use it as a sex robot, like, that option is available to... No, you just... just ma, stick to your guns, Matt. Stick to your guns, Matt. You're a man of science and a man of action. 
You need to explain yourself not to your papa. So put a vagina on that robot, damn you. I am now attaching the robot vagina that I do not intend to use. But it's just kind of nice to know it's there. Like a Swiss Army knife. Like, not going to use the nail file. But it's there, you know? It makes you feel good knowing that it's there. To hold you, to comfort you, to let you relieve your... Almost slip of the tongue. Caught myself. Take that, posterity. <clears throat> so now the robot has its three most important components. The big toe, the women's breasts, and the functioning vagina. As was documented yesterday, it also has a fully functioning womb that could be used to incubate some kind of fetus or perhaps warm up a tray of pizza bagels. You know, like if the microwave breaks and there's not a Maytag around, he's gotta make do with your robot's womb. That's what Mama always said. And boy, was she right. So I am now going to turn on the robot. Not like that. Not like that. No. Not like that. I'm going to get the robot all fired up. Ah, oh, God damn it. Son of a... Two bitches. Okay. Um, I am going to make the motion in the ocean. God, that feels feels forced when I say it. Like I took the long way around just saying activate the robot. Activate the robot! I'm going to... Uh, my English not so good. I'm going to activate the robot. The robot that is meant to write books. And we'll just see how it goes. Click. Robot online. Name. Seth. Graham Smith bot function write novels secondary function sex bot God damn no don't listen to the robot he's a baby he doesn't know what he's talking about like when a baby you don't listen they don't get advice from a baby files for author not found converting sex bot to primary function God damn it her Seth Graham's Oh, God damn it, Matt Damon Grimm, you've done it again! Thank you for listening to and possibly enjoying the Puffin Publishing Podcast for another month. Uh, Puffin Publishing is, as always, TV's Kevin Lanigan, Joe Conroy, Justin Germeroth, and Vern Tooley. This month we had special guest Dan Fenton as the guy pitching the Godfather Soft reboot. You can follow the show on Twitter at PuffPubPod and like us on Facebook. If you like what you heard here and you want to hear more, check out Jive Action Nerds, a show I run with myself, with Justin Germeroth, and with frequent Puffin guest Jacob Kelleher. We are doing a wild and wonderful RPG adventure, and I think it would be cool if you all checked it out and played along. Other than that, like you heard at the top of the show, patreon.com slash Kevin. That is the best way to support us. If you can't support month to month, maybe you want to do a one-time donation, uh, that is coffee.com, ko-fi.com slash Kevin. Still the best way to check out and support our little show. And if you can't do that, I understand. Money is tight and most of you are millennials. So, wherever you're listening to this, there's some way to support us. Maybe it's sharing. 
Maybe it's hitting a little star. Maybe it's leaving a rating, leaving a review. Whatever you can do, that is how this show is going to continue to grow and build steam. That is the only way that we are going to be able to pull off something like that is if you leave us those ratings and reviews wherever you are. Just take one minute and do something like that. It would mean the world to me. We'll see you next month for our special spooky October episode. But until then, good night, everybody. Right. That marble would. Right. Wait, why do I get Australian? I'm sorry. <laughs> that means back up a bit. All right. And you know what, honey? I cheat on you again. I knew we had something in Coleman. That's right. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's. I think I remember the film. As I recall, we both kind of liked it. And, well, that's the one thing we've got. We're both horrible people. Let's go back to our house and fuck like wild rabbits. Also, could you hold the gun in my head the entire time we're doing it? Hell yeah! Let's... This has been a talkback podcast.